Now, best known as a vampire called Deacon, actor and comedian Johnny Bruff has been leaving us well amused since his time as one half of comedy duo Sugar and Spice way back in the 1990s. He is what I'd call a regular screen scene stealer. His numerous film credits include What We Do in the Shadows, The God Rapu in Thor, Love and Thunder, and he was a star and co-creator of TV sitcom Educators. Next year he's even going to appear in the Australian version of TV comedy franchise The Office, I understand. And he is even the narrator for Uncle Bertie's Botanarium, which we're playing later on the show. But that's not all. He's just released a short film called Proof, which he wrote, produced and directed, and it's premiering as part of the Show Me Shorts Film Festival, starring David Farnay and Morgan um, O'Reilly. We welcome him here to Culture One. Oh, one. Kia ora, Johnny. Kia ora. It's Morgana O'Reilly, my favourite actress, best actress in New Zealand. She's great, isn't she? Yeah. She's wonderful. How did you get these fantastic people to be in your film? Um, I sent them the script and hoped that they'd like it. (laughs) <laughs> not everyone liked it you know I got but some people sent it back and said nah that's weird don't want to be in that it must Do be strange funny. being on the other side of the because it's normally you right getting the scripts I'd imagine and yeah. you turn them down um, I it's I, I, I have to I act to pay the bills <clears throat> and um, I'm deeply inspired by trying to write and I'm an awful writer I can't write. I, I was I was put back at school year after year and had uh-huh. extra extracurricular um, tutorship yeah. for um, uh, all sorts of slow learning deficiencies. And so the fact that I'm writing now um, is a triumph for me. <laughs> but it, <clears throat> I remember I was at art school and they said we're going to have to. Everyone's got to write a dissertation, three thousand words, which I look back at and that's not that much now. But <clears throat> they said, Johnny, do you want to maybe go and talk to the extra curriculum um, person and I went why and they went well just just you know so I went down um, and she said to me just get someone else to write it <laughs> sounds like a scene out of the educators your sitcom yeah but I but that was very liberating to hear that and I and um, so I did I got someone well I got someone else to help me articulate my ideas and then also point out which ones were silly ideas and which ones were good um, and uh, that's what you do when you're writing. Well, I've seen proof, and it's rather good. So you, you've, you've come up come up well there, and people can see it around the country at the moment. And show that's, me short. That's because when you when you write a film, and if you get you find some money to make it, the producers, the people that work hard on it, will tell you what they think of it, so that it gets better. Yeah, and you and writing is a team sport. Like I think staring at a computer and trying to have ideas in our heads is not the way forward. I mean, it, it certainly not for me. And I'd I'd suggest for a lot of writers. Um, and a lot of my mates who are super famous comedy writers were all writing in small teams. I think it's the way forward. Well, you do a quite a lot of writing. I mean, I see this year you've already been returning to the stage as Deacon the Vampire in 190 Years of Bullshit, as it was called. Yes. That must have had a fair bit of writing behind it. Or do you just improv well, yeah. every night? Well, no, I, I got my mate um, Toby Leach, who's a, who's a beautiful performer and comic in his own right. Yep. And he, he just like, walked me through the process i had all these ideas for scenes and all my ideas um never worked in the show but his ideas did because he said just tell me how did you do this and what did the character do then and then what and how that feel and so i just said it all and it and it just laid out in front of me i think talking talking for me talking things through with someone else is why yeah is writing yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, look, I have to ask, since I yeah. see I, it, I hard to believe it, there's going to be an Australian version of The Office, right? Yeah. At, well, who do you play? I have to, I I play, have to know. <laughs> I play um, the mucky, the grubby uh, Kiwi 
dingbat who sits in the back and tr- and just wants to fit in and ends up um, I can't say too much but um, yeah and Josh Thompson the wonderful Josh Thompson in as well oh, oh he's great he's so good so so it's a lot of few, a lot of Kiwis involved it's you know it's um, Jackie Van Beek's baby oh and, uh, really yeah oh, wonderful and the leads are female. And Jack, and it's you know it's written by women and it's produced by women. And did you know there were thirteen the officers in the world? No. Yes, there no. are three English speaking, British, American, and now Austra- Aust- I'll call it Australasian. And then there are ten non English the officers. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey, um, well, we're here to talk other music um, and culture as well. And um, uh, I was actually downtown in Wellington last night, and I passed by Valhalla. Uh, and they had a, which is a, a music venue down here. Yes. I think it means in Viking language, Hall of the Slain. And they had a goth ball on. <laughs> there was a goth yeah. ball on, and it was a vampire masquerade party. Um, and uh, there were a lot of young yeah. people, Kyoto two out there, all in a lot of makeup. It was quite something. It seems yeah. like uh, I, I understand you. You're taking the leap from vampire to to a, a member of a goth musical band, right? Yes, um, I just I wanted a vehicle that I could perform uh, solo in comedy clubs, and I thought, what better character than a goth bassist? And I love playing <laughs> bass, and um, so uh, and I'm writing with Jermaine Clement, and um, there are a number of uh, various shapes that I or we would love to perform in. Jermaine's very busy, so yes. it can't always be as a as a band. So I I definitely wanted. Um, enjoy solo performing and it's so much fun it's so mm. much fun being moody in in a comedy club um so i'm doing that got a bass called goth some... to a flame goth to a flame i understand yes well the the uh johnny bruff jermaine clement um yvette parsons version is called goth to a flame as is our long form <laughs> um text which uh I really hope to get off the ground. Yvette uh, Parsons was actually in a goth band in the 80s, I have to say this, yes. called Dead Can Dance. Yes, keyboardist for Dead Can Dance. Yeah, great band, good, great 4AD band. Yeah. That, that's amazing. So when are we going to see Goth to a Flame then? Um, well, part of the fun is that it's going to be really hard to see. Sorry, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> we're just going <laughs> to play it real mysterious until we're good enough to um, pull a big crowd. All right, all right. Were you a goth back in the 80s or the 90s uh, even? I listened to a lot of goth music, but I didn't dress like one. I was dressed in my rugby jersey and rugby socks and dock boots oh. and had um, a skinhead. I listened to a lot of New Zealand music, which, which is not necessarily the goth genre, more like the Dunedin sound, Chris Knox, yep. um, Sticky Filth. Um, oh, they're from New Plymouth, I think. Yes, a great gothic town, yeah. Yeah, and that, that I'd describe them more as thrash punk. Ah. Um, but Chris Knox, uh, to- Toy Love, The Enemy, Tall Dwarfs, mm. um, uh, and and his most recent band, The Nothing. And um, yeah, so he is he was my he was my inspiration. He's um, a, he's quite yeah. a hero, really, isn't he? In terms yeah. of just setting, paving the way. He did so many much for so many other artists and recording them, or even lugging their records into shops. I think it was due yeah. to Chris Knox putting records in shops in Auckland that I actually even discovered sort of Flying Nun music. Yes, and I was probably a bit. I came to it late. My sister was in, used to used to sneak out and go watch Toy Love, and she told me all about it. And then my best mates, older brothers, had all of this Kiwi punk, headless chickens. 
um, mm. but also the three Ds and um, the Verlaines and there are many bands that I got into later in my twenties. Three Ds, um, Spooky is one of the songs that they. Is that, oh. If I got that right? Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, that's a great that's song. A great song. Yeah, very gothic, really. Yes. Yeah. Very romantic. That's wonderful. Well, look, we've got time to play a track, and I think we're going to go with the Headless Chickens track, which is kind of not goth, is it? But really, this could come out of a bit of a, a feeling of the gothic culture of the 80s, right? Yes, uh, an energetic, masculine discontent. <laughs> so we're going to play Gas Crankin' Station, which kind of feels like about a bitter petrol station attendant, but it's mm. almost like a veritable one-act play in four and a half minutes, I reckon. Yeah. This is wonderful. Hey, Johnny, thanks for joining us, and um, we're really looking forward to seeing the film uh, and show me shorts around the country. Thanks for joining us here on Culture 101.